0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Secrets and Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host Sylvie Daou and Cycling Coach. So before we get started, I have some quick announcements. I have two, actually, and they are related to winter or cycling training skills. Now, August is about the time where a lot of us start thinking about, ooh, what am I going to do to you know, improve what I'm already doing now? So you think about, how am I doing on the road? What kind of skills would I love to improve and how am I going to get those skills? And that's where I have something so amazing for you. It doesn't matter where you're sitting because we're in like 35 different countries. Amazing. So this can impact all of you if it interests you or piques your interest. So the first thing is I have a cycling skills online four week workshop. For women. And this is where we're going to, it's only for September and October. Each week we focus on a different skill. So first we really work on what is a smooth pedal stroke and how to get more efficient. I'm going to share with you the skills and tips and my secrets about that. And then we're going to move on to hills and then speed. And then we finish it up with nutrition. We get, and we also talk about our weight training program, which is so important for strength training, to become better. With this one is super fun because every week we do the workshop and then I give you homework and then we have a and a so you basically have me as a coach for the whole month. And that is cyclingskillspro.com. Go you can register now, secure your spot September or October. Then the next one is a much longer, more training, more uh geared towards um working towards goals. And really drilling in the skills that, A, we go through in the four-week program. Pedal stroke, then we get into the drills. And it's periodized. I also help you with organizing yourself to be scheduled in your training so that you don't overdo it and you become very intentional. I just love this because a lot of people just get on the online programs and they just go for broke all the time you have to plan it. It's an 80-20 rule, 80% um, endurance, 20% intensity. And if you're not getting that, you're just going to basically overtrain yourself and overdo it. So the 16-week program is dedicated to that and so much more. So this starts in November to March. So it's truly through the winter. Weight training, online program, uh, maybe some racing, group riding, All of that is going to be part. You just join us and we'll take care of your winter training. Now go to 16weekroadcycling.ca and secure your spot. Registration is not open right now, but those who are on the VIP will get a chance to secure a spot at an early bird price. So don't wait, get on the list. All right, take care and have an amazing day. And don't forget to ride your bike. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Hey, welcome to another Friday's episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling podcast with your host Sylvie Doe and Coach's Corner. So today we're going to be talking about how to cycle faster and increase your average speed. I know this is you know something that's on everybody's mind who you know you just want to go that little bit faster and if you caught Um, a couple podcasts back, um, I just went and did my first time trial. So in a time trial, your average speed really counts. Can you not agree? So I just want to welcome you to my backyard. I'm sitting here squinting in the morning sun. I thought I'd do my podcast outside because it's so dang gorgeous and um, I apologize if if it sounds, maybe it sounds a little loud, maybe it doesn't. Um, You know, but i'm sitting beside a really fast flowing creek here in chelsea quebec um and you know what it's just being outside is just so dang gorgeous right now i i couldn't resist so let's get into how you can get faster now there are a couple of things you have to think about and you need to actually quantify and Track this kind of data if this is truly what you're going for and so first thing is tracking not tracking yeah tracking so are you going to you know you need to pick like a time period or an event so like time trials are awesome because um, they can be quite effective a if you have one in your region then it's a good idea just to go there and for the first time and just see where you're sitting so like I we went to an event the other week and it was just good to go out there and put yourself through the paces and by yourself right so there's a difference between you know riding by yourself and riding with a really fast-paced group because of course that face proof pace group is going to give you amazing average that's not truly yours but that of the group because you're literally um in there drafting so pick an event like a local time trial that is like a training time trial there's nothing it's not a serious one that you can go to and track your progress or like just pick a time frame like a month or maybe two months and you're gonna go out and you're gonna like baby uh, log a a three kilometer um, sprint that's another really good one that a lot of people use is how far you can go in three kilometers Um, and you can do that anywhere you can pick a you know a relatively flat area like road and put yourself through the paces now then here's what you're going to need if you want to track you have to have a bike computer period Um, and one that has cadence on it which is another great way to track like your your rotation your pedal stroke speed because if you're going at you know 70 80 kilometers guaranteed you're probably not going to get too fast What you want to be working at is 90 to 100. And how do you do that? You got to train it. So having a bike computer that has, you know, your max speed, current speed, average speed, cadence. So this means you're going to have to upgrade to something more expensive. And you're going to have it for a long time. So just, you know, just look at it that way. Then you can get on Strava. So that's a great way of, You know tracking it for yourself if you have a Garmin you can use that it downloads to your computer you can get all techie and use spreadsheets Um, but Strava is a great way of being able to compare um, your events right you have but uh, and again Strava average is of your whole ride right if you warmed up at like you know 15 kilometers an hour and then you went out and raced on the same um download or same uh, recording your average speed is going to be overall it's not going to be what you did in your event so you have to make sure that 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 you know that and i was just thinking about that the other day because i'm like i went out for our own little training 15k time trial and i was like you know i know my average speed was higher than this but of course you You got the before and you got the after that you're factoring into the whole thing. So make sure you know that so you don't beat yourself up and say, oh my gosh, like I'm so slow. Um, You're not. You're just uh, looking at the wrong data. Now, let's get into, before we get into some tips here, think about, you know, your average speed can be affected by a multitude of things. So this is another thing, like if you go out for your uh, weekly time trial tests. You have to think, ah, did I have a better average the other day because it was less windy, it wasn't raining, you know, um, you're feeling tired, you had a friggin' overly stressful week, whatever. There's so many factors that can play in the role of you being on your best. So if you're going out and testing yourself weekly, don't. Do it at least bi-weekly or at least monthly okay so and you know that you're going to test that day so you prepare yourself for you know the day before your are eating your stress level everything so that you get you know the best outcome that you're looking for so you don't go oh my gosh i'm so slow i'm so this i'm so that stop being yourself up oh my gosh and you have to think about your efficiency like i mentioned about the pedal stroke how efficient are you do you have a smooth pedal stroke are you kicking at like 90 to 100 rpm can you do that at a higher gear these are things that are trained right being able to pull out 90 rpm at a higher gear and then a higher gear and then a higher gear that's where you truly your fitness levels so if you're sitting there wondering what is she talking about we need to talk. You need to look at my winter training program that's going to put you through the ropes of getting faster and more efficient. And that's basically what um, this program really focuses on, um, along with training and being a coach. I'm going to help you um, this this 16 week. It's I just call it my 16 week road in road cycling program winter road cycling program i mean it can't get more fancy than that more direct and you know like exactly what it is Um, and that's what we work on we work on pedal stroke efficiency we work on the skills needed to become a better and faster um, cyclist on hills on flats Um, we're going to incorporate swift group rides and maybe swift racing and we're gonna have more coaching I'm gonna help you organize yourself so if you're thinking about how can I get faster and what's this 90 rpm and pedal stroke smoothness and uh, you know faster like we need to talk you need to look at my program but let's get into our 11, uh, sorry 13 tips I know, I've been talking, you're like, what? You got more tips? I got 13 of them right here on my sheet. So the first one is being in a more arrow. So if you're going out for your your test, so this is like, if you're testing your efficiency, you're either going to test it or you're going to be very cognitive of these points. One or the two or both, or it should be both. Right. So when you're, um, you know, when you're riding your bike, get used to being in the drops. Okay. We're not going to talk fancy, uh, different types of bikes like time trial to road. We're going to just talk about road, get in your drops. You have way more uh, control. Um, it reduces the drag. Um, your body is in a lower body position over up and you know you just sort of bend and tuck and you can ride in a group ride like that also you know group riding does like I said bring up your average but we're talking about the individual number two listen to music or a podcast I threw in the podcast because I listen to podcasts things like you know motivational podcasts motivate me the thing is and you know people like to listen to music that's upbeat that helps motivate them but here's the downfall of listening to music while you're training you can't listen to music when you're racing you can't listen to music so while you're racing so put in a couple rides where you aren't listening to music because honestly you have to be able to self motivate yourself self motivate yourself you get that you have to be self motivating you can't rely on music to get you there. You can rely on music to pump you up before your event, but you cannot listen to music during an event. It's not allowed. So so that you have to think about your safety in that respect when you are riding with it. So, you know, find yourself a good podcast, good music, and make sure, like I find with music, you know I used to not really but you spend more time flipping through different songs cuz like oh I don't like that one today. So, you know, do yourself a favor. Just don't listen to anything or get into something that's consistent that you're not going to fidget with. Number 3. Da, 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 ride with others. Remember what I was saying? You can find really fast groups if you want to be pushed out of your comfort zone. And again, with um with riding events you can't do that all the time it's the same deal with riding with faster people you can ride with groups that are your level all the time because you're never really going to get pushed to where you want to go it's riding with the next tier up that's going to bring you the most uh, discomfort but the most results like you know what i mean it you have to push yourself it's like doing that heavier set of weights in the gym I like that I'm totally like get my face out of the, out of the Sun here um, so doing that at least twice a, a month not remember cuz that that effort with a heavier group is just like a race you're gonna max out your energy um, because that's the nature of that group ride right? You're going there to be worked hard. So expect that you're going to need more recovery after it. Um, number four, pump up your tires. Roll, They roll faster when they're at, you know, the hardest that you like. Like I have 120 PSI tires. I never put 120. 100 is just good enough for me. Um, my weight on my bike. Say if you're heavier, you probably want to put them up a little bit higher to max. Um, but it makes you it makes you roll faster, and also get into the habit of pumping them up every ride because literally you lose air when you ride, you lose air after, you lose air in between. Um, you know, while your bike is sitting in the garage. So make sure you make that into a habit. Just buy yourself a a floor pump and leave it in your car or at the door. Um, Number five, I love this. Brake less. Stop using the brakes all the time or learn how to feather your brakes. This is one of the things that I teach in my learn-to-group ride clinics all the time is how to feather your brakes to keep yourself in position so you're not slamming on the brakes or your brakes aren't like immediately on the rim of your tire of your wheel so because like if you're thinking about you know events and you're going out to create a higher average you can't afford to slow yourself down right and that's in the corners as well so leaning on your brakes just a little bit and taking your corners a little bit faster is gonna help. So just getting comfortable with that whole, not breaking a whole lot. Because honestly, it is where it slows a lot of people down because then you have to accelerate faster to get moving again. All right, number six. Oh, I already talked about that. What? You want me to cut your hair? Okay, all right. So riding in your drops like I mentioned before you become more aero you have more control of your bike Um, so yeah so it reduces resistance resistance by 20% oh my gosh you know like I said drops are the way to go get yourself comfortable I know um, when I work with my women a lot of the times, not a lot of times, but more so in the past, they would get bikes that are, are like <coughs> fitted for men, like man, m- components for men, like the, the handlebars were made for men. They were bigger. The, um, the shifters were further away, so it felt really uncomfortable trying to grab them because you could. You only got like the tips of your fingers around them. That's what happened with me when I got my first bike i hated going in the drops because i literally couldn't reach my brakes so if that's you go back to your bike shop swap them out you can actually put wedges in your brakes like in your levers that will bring them to closer to your fingers go check it out okay next one you got a track stand (laughs) okay I can't track stand, but i if you're coming up to a light, you can slow yourself down enough so that you don't have to stop and you can hold it there for a little bit and not clip out and put your foot down and have to leave. So remember, we're talking about averages here. Um, so it's just about how serious you are about that light. Maybe you shouldn't be riding somewhere if you're testing yourself or um, this is an important day for you just saying number eight ride into a headwind okay here's a um i think i mentioned this on one of my other podcasts is like deciding which way you're gonna leave your house into the wind or with the wind right so go out into the wind come back faster right always feels better coming back with the wind at your back and then you can drive up your average, and you're you're not as tired coming back. Um, number nine, we talked about this: lose the weight. I see so many, and I hate to say it, it's dudes that go and upgrade their bikes, upgrade their wheels, upgrade, upgrade, instead of putting all that money into maybe some healthier food, um, maybe a coach that can help you with a weight loss. Or a healthy eating program. I hate to say weight loss, and I don't say diet. Diet's like the remedy for all that is deathly to us because it's just something that's not sustainable. You need know, to find a meal plan that you can sustain, or you know what? Just commit to a meal plan and make it work. It doesn't have to be about sustaining it, it has to be something that works for you. And I work with a lot of moms, a lot of athletes, uh, with the nutritional system that I work with because it literally, uh, changed my life nine years ago as a, as a mom, a three, a cyclist, um, a fitness competitor. I work out. I, now I turn 50 and it's just literally about staying healthy and being healthy for the next 30 years. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, You can do little things that will impact you massively, like, you know, start drinking black coffee instead of putting, um, you know, creamer and sugar in it. Just eliminating that can do massive gains in um, your weight loss, like getting healthier. I know people like I don't wanna but I you know what I never thought I'd drink black coffee either until I went through a keto program for a month just to try it out and uh, and literally I have not put sugar in my coffee since and that was like two years ago so just do it it's not as bad oh my gosh I thought like never again never ever ever but I did so you can literally drop pounds by not putting sugar and creamer in your coffee. Imagine that. Um, okay. Now number ten: intervals, 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 intervals. Um, they're typically we call them. They're called fartlicks if you're in the running world. Uh, same deal. Hill repeats. So here's the thing: in this area of Gatineau, there's the Gatineau Park. A lot of people think just going in there doing a loop of the Gatineau Park you get it faster on your hills you are not you need to go to those hills and do multiple repeats up and down them to get good on hills period so um, so that and it doesn't have to be a massive hill it just has to be a rise that you are uncomfortable with and that's where you're gonna start so hill repeats uh, are one sprint repeats so in between signs in between telephone poles um, that thing it's like on recover on recover on recover all the way down your road do that that is going to help you get faster and do it once a week that is your 80% of your intensity of your workout then other 20 the other 80 is your long steady rides so it's not the reverse people like out there working out too much you're getting too burnt out and you're just like not you're not you don't have a plan or you have a schedule you need to schedule out help someone have someone help you hire me to help you i love like reeling people back in to get true results for their cycling it's just you have to schedule it into what's realistic for you and make sure that everything works. So you can be a have-it-all cyclist. Ah, have-it-all female cyclist, have-it-all cyclist. Number 11. So back to number 10. This goes to my winter training programs that I mentioned before. Um, this is where I'm going to be offering lots of cycling Um Coaching to really put together programs that it makes sense for individuals in the group. Everybody's different, everybody has different family life, different work life, um, different timing. If you might be retired and have lots of time, so you're thinking, okay, what can I do that's going to keep me moving forward that I can realistically do, I can recover from, blah, blah, blah. And that's where I'm going to help everybody. And I'm going to have the skills put in place so you can get your intervals in and get faster. We'll be doing testing before and after. um, And it's going to be super amazing. All right. Number 11, build, build muscle. Muscle will help you get stronger and faster. Leg muscle, arm muscle, shoulder muscle, back, core, lower back quads glutes everything if you're noticing some of the cyclists are getting more muscular it's because and it's also injury preventative now you might be thinking oh my gosh you know how can I get um, get how can I what kind of workouts to do well uh, I got you covered there too because part of my program I've been working out you know three times a week and that's another thing that helped me get stronger on my bike my time trial like I did 33 kilometers an hour on my when I was competitive I was at 36 so and that was seven years ago so I'm not too far behind and I know I can get faster it was my first one now I can do intentional training to get myself faster right so if you can pedal faster, uh, you know, greater dependency on your cardiovascular opt for sore pedaling. And small, I don't, I'll just take, right, take that right out. We want to get faster and being able to push our bigger muscles to be able to pedal faster in a higher gear. Higher gear meaning higher, like, an, uh, you know, a 13 or 15 or 11. That's high on the big ring, right? Imagine you could push that kind of speed. So, and realistically, you have to think about strengthening everything so that you can refund those handlebars, right? And put the power into your legs. And you're only going to get that by doing strength training. Um, and like I said, I have you covered because I have an online program uh, membership. You can do just weights you can so it's a a circuit it's fast effective and it's done quickly don't have to spend hours in the gym please I stopped doing that like years ago you don't have to spend two hours to get uh, you have to be intentional you have to get it done and over with and and that's it that's it 30 minutes you're done boom go on with the rest of your day no more Um, and this is going to help you pedal more efficiently and faster trust me aero bike and wheels okay well if you got money you can go with the aero bike and the wheels Um, you can definitely upgrade your wheels on a road bike that if you got like $2,000 you can get yourself a set of wheels Um, that can help but honestly um, you can get deeper dish wheels meaning the depth of your wheels I have 3.8 uh, 3. and I use those for um, my time trial events you can get zip wheels like I mean like sky's the limit if you got the money right um, but you can get a good set of wheels for you know a thousand dollars if you want to upgrade and really use those but you have to think wheels are used in certain situations deeper dish wheels you can't like necessarily go out on really uh windy days because it's like you'll get blown around like a rag doll unless you have a super strong core right and that's where that can happen that's where like having like I'm tensing on my core right now just thinking about it Um, being able to be strong on the bike and the older we are ladies I'm gonna talk to ladies guys too um, we have to weight train it's a non-negotiable to keep our bones and our muscles strong so deep dish helps with reducing drag Uh, body causes body causes 70% drag 30% from bike and wheels so let's just talk about the body so forget about the bike you know remember people just upgrade everything because you know they prefer to not have to look at the weight loss situation which is really where you should be looking because it's 70% of being aero so a you got the helmet you got the skin suit now reduce all the fat that's sitting on your belly that's pushing against your organs that's shortening your breath that's giving you you're causing your heart to race that right there in the midsection needs to go and that is about a couple months of your time getting clean eating so that you can be lighter faster be able to like your cardiovascular system is going to be so much better um you know uh, like you just improve your body positioning right there because you can bend over more okay. <laughs> let's just think of it that way now number 13 yeah so if you reduce your weight you're fitter you just move faster period and that goes for hills too not just flats and that should be your motivation and if you want me to help you I am there for you I can help you put it all together like with your nutrition with your training like your recovery um, detoxing we need to detox and number 13 kind of goes with number 12 is tight clothing so the you know the tighter the material so if we're talking about arrow we're out for our um testing ride we're gonna t- or like you can i wouldn't testing ride you have to test yourself you can't you know uh, rely on that group ride for your average so tight clothing so it's not flapping it's um you know, as much as you don't like tight-fitting stuff, if you're going out to test or doing for a time trial, this is one of the things that is top on the list. So you got helmets, you got skin suit, you got wheels, and then you got bike. So having booty covers, like anything that can prevent the wind from, uh, or cause the wind to drag on you. So those are your 13 counted up, 13 tips, along with you know, um, the computer, the terrain, you know, setting yourself up with some goals before you get out. And again, take a look at my programs. They're the ones that are going to help you get accountable, help with your goals, help with your winter training so that you aren't overtraining and overzealous on SWIFT um, and uh, losing your life because you're so bored and, oh, there's a plane going off. Hold on. I'll switch it up. You can see it right there. Yeah yeah that's our neighbor actually um and so it's it's putting all things together and you're like oh my gosh how am I gonna facilitate all that that's why you got a coach so that's why you know taking a look at my programs this winter I have um the four week which is a cycling skills four week online uh program for women men um well I target women but anyways um and that helps you dive right into the skills, you get homework, you get me as a coach for a month, and then my 16 week program. So go to 16weekroadcycling.ca, get yourself on the VIP list so that you don't miss out on the early bird registration fees. And that one, it starts in November to March. And um, so secure your spot. Um, that's where we're going to be working out 90 minutes a week on skills and pedal stroke efficiency then we're going to get into some group rides we're going to get into working out everything that you need to put together to really build on what you currently have to become better faster and stronger in the next year So depending on what your goals are, I'll be working individually with people. I'm only going to take so many people and um, we're just going to work on this together. So with that, have an amazing day. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram for more tips and subscribe and give me your biggest takeaway. Go to YouTube and let me know what you think um, because I'd love to answer any questions you might have. But with that, have an amazing day. Take care. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on The Secrets from the Saddle podcast. Learning more about citing people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take 1 second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful.